unless you go up to it and you start banging on it. Uh, but it, it, it gets a little kinky after that. When you play with it too much, something comes out. <laughs> the 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, episode one, I'm Alan Florence. And I'm Anton Duong. Hey Anton, alright, let's start off with the past week. What's going on with you? Yeah, this past week I went to the preview of Avatar Land, which is Pandora. Little sneak peek. Little sneak peek. And we got a little chance to see it during the afternoon, which is okay. I'd rather go at night so I can actually experience all the cool stuff that they said that you can see at nighttime especially since that's what they're promoting yeah which isn't too bad i mean during the time when i went there's nobody Mm -hmm. and they gave us a two-hour window to check everything out and i'm pretty surprised that i was able to check everything out within those two hours okay that's that's impressive because in in normal park even like in say cars land I'll go, and even walking through that section, I, I could pretty much cover it in one hour. So for you to take two hours without a crowd and still not, you know, sufficiently explore everything, that's pretty impressive. I went through the whole entire thing probably less than half an hour. When there's going to be crowds, I think all the rides are going to be at least two-hour wait or more. Yeah, which is what the Radiator Springs and California Adventure is. It's always like 90 to two hour minute or 90 minutes to 120 minute wait. Yeah. So this park has two rides and one restaurant. One of the rides is called Rivers of Light. And I would say that you can call it a little bit of pirates with Jungle Cruise and it's a small world. Okay. You got to explain that. It's it's a little combination of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like those rides have nothing to do with each other <laughs> it, it has a little bit of that darkness side of it because it's a dark ride uh-huh. like pirates it has that you know nice cruise with stuff to see and then you know all right so it's a contained area that's, that's it's a controlled environment yeah and it's a little bit of a small world because of the music because okay. the the ride itself all you hear throughout the whole thing is the Navi singing the theme song, which you've seen in the movie, you've heard in the movie. You get to see so many things. Every time you go on it, there's always something that you didn't catch the first time. And plants are like fluorescent, illuminating. It is really beautiful. The only thing I didn't like about this ride was that it's a little short, but because of the details that are on the ride, it kind of compensates for it being short. Like when I looked up during the ride one time, you get to see a bunch of the animals climbing huh. through the Hold trees. On. You said one time. How many times did you go on this ride? I went on this ride five times, actually. I like how you took advantage of nobody being around. When I, when I used to go to Disneyland a lot, especially at night, like you get to go on the rides a bunch of times. Because everybody's tired throughout the day, so they usually go home during that time. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> it's terrible at night, dude. Really? It's it's still packed, yeah. And it's because the electrical parade is back, 
and the fireworks, and then sometimes there's two electrical parades, so it's just packed from like five o'clock till closing. It's packed. Oh gosh, that sounds yeah. horrible. <laughs> Sorry, but continue. Yeah. So, anyways, another thing that stands about on this ride is that you actually get to see a Navi, a blue alien, at the very end of the ride. And I mean, I, I'm not really spoiling anything because it's on all of the ads, it's on all of the commercials. You get to see the Navi in in the ride. He's tall. He's got long arms and <laughs> thank you for saying tall. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big guy. <laughs> if Navi's are real, you you don't really want to mess with these guys. I'd rather not start an intergalactic war. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a ride that you're going to have to bring the family and go on on it multiple times just so you can see new things every single time. And when does the park open? I mean, the the section open? Opens on May 24th. So we got another two weeks. uh, Memorial Day weekend. Exactly. It's going to be a crazy weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a good opportunity to go to the other parks and other sections because everybody's going to be swarming to this one. Oh, yeah. And this is going to be the first time that this park, Animal Kingdom, yeah. is actually going to get a really big crowd. Yeah. Yeah. We checked it out last time I was there. And yeah, it's... I mean, we were there for probably two hours and we walked through the whole park, saw pretty much everything. And the only thing... I noticed it's, it's mostly for kids. Like That's what I mostly saw was kid rides aside from like one or two attractions see most of the people usually go to epcot and they come back over and over and over again because there's always something to do there same thing with magic kingdom yeah they always do different festivals or events yeah same thing with magic kingdom you know the kids always want to go back and you know ride their favorites Mm -hmm. so there's a reason to go back for and also hollywood studios is kind of like um the place to be for you know the hip kids like the teenagers the kids that love movies and Roller coasters and rides. You sound so old. The kids. <laughs> you know what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah, exactly. With their vape pens and everything. Yeah, but Animal Kingdom, they usually close at 5 p.m. So it, pretty much it could be run by one shift. The per, same person that opens is the same person that closes. I think that's a really good thing for Animal Kingdom to actually open for pandora so that way you know there's more traffic and i'm sorry okay you, you said there was two rides we talked about the river ride what was the other one flight of passage is probably one of the best rides i have ever been on and i've been on a lot of rides and experiences and stuff like that and one of my favorites of all time would have to be the harry potter ride which uh-huh. is the escape from gringotts and that ride is a little bit of everything. You got roller coaster, you got uh, 3D, you got 360 movement, splash and fire, and just a bunch of amazing stuff. So two of my favorite rides at Disneyland are the Indiana Jones ride and at Disney California Adventure is Soren. Are, are they going to have competition with this ride? It's at the borderline. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't compare it that much alike. Because, I mean, it's it's more of an experience. Because this one is kind of like Soren. Okay. But you get to experience so much more. Like, okay, so... Um, yeah, so I'm assuming they're going to do the the screen. They're going to do the the sense, the the feel of air. But what else is, what's going to be different than Soren? 
you get to feel the breeze too, which is very, very cool. You you get this mist that flies into your face and right in the face, yeah, right in the face, and it's it's actually pleasant. <laughs> and, I, uh, I, I won't touch that one. Go ahead. So, the thing that stands out on this ride that that blew me away, it feels like you're actually riding on a banshee because you can feel the banshee breathing. When he's flying and he's stressed out, you can feel him breathing really hard. How? Wait, wait, wait. How can you? If you're if you're riding, how can you feel him breathing? Like, it's it sounds wrong, but you can feel him with your thighs. <laughs> like you can feel him breathing. It's such a cool experience. You know, when, when I don't know if you ever ever rode a horse before. You know, when it gallops and you can feel him breathing and stuff like that. You know, his muscle tenses up so he can, you know, feel like he's he's putting a lot of uh, effort into you know um, running but in this case you're flying okay all right i like that touch actually that oh my god that sounds terrible um i do (laughs) like that detail that they added to it that is something different and i I, I, when you first told me about the ride i was scared it was gonna be just like okay it's gonna be like a it's gonna be soaring again it's pretty much gonna be a copycat of that just with the an avatar theme but i do like that they added that detail to it yeah, and I would say this is probably going to be the hottest ride. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long you wait. It's worth the wait. It's probably going to be at least four hours. So this one over the river ride. Yeah, this one over the river ride any day. The reason why is because your your expectations on this ride is very low if you don't know anything about the ride. So it's going to blow you away. And even though, even though, like for me, I knew exactly what I was getting into, wherever the bar is set, it passed that bar. Yeah, so aside from the ride, the line queue is something that you can't miss. If you're going on this ride through the fast pass, mm-hmm. you're going to miss the line queue for sure. And the reason why I recommend going on the, uh, the line queue is because you get to see the cave paintings. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get into the forest and you get to see like giant fluorescent uh, plants and that glows in the dark. It looks amazing. And right after that, you get to go into the lab. This is where like they test DNA. This is where they play with dark matter. So and, and this we've we've talked about this before where like, yeah, that's what theme parks are doing nowadays is they're enhancing the experience of the ride to kind of create that that world around you, make you feel more immersed in it. But you're waiting in line, but that's a slow transition into the the world of Pandora. If you're in line for that long, give 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 me something to do, you know. God, do a little Easter egg. Okay, so before we switch topics, I want to ask one quick question. So one thing I've noticed about theme parks is, besides the line queues, when you walk into another section of the park that has a different theme, there's a transition uh, area. So. Uh, Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, you go through an area that's pretty much London, or like the streets of London, and you kind of sneak through this little wall, you go through like a tunnel, and then boom, all of a sudden you're in a different world. Do they do something similar for Avatar Land, or is it just like a, hey, welcome to Avatar Land? So they, they do do something about that uh, with this that I notice mm-hmm. is there is a path that you go through, and you cross this bridge, and... Okay. As soon as you cross that bridge, you're going to notice a lot of the plants starting to get into like a different setting. Okay. So they do, they do like a slow transition. Like you're, yeah, you're like slowly... a slow transition. 
And the first thing that they introduce you to is this big giant tree. You can interact with it. There's certain points of the tree where it, it's it's if it's kind of like a drum. You don't know it's a drum unless you go up to it and you start banging on it. Uh, but it, it it gets a little kinky after that. When you play with it too much, something comes out. Oh, <laughs> uh, please tell me you phrased that on purpose. That's just how Avatar is. You you know how the movie was. Uh, okay, I'll just, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna assume they did it on purpose. I'm just gonna ignore that. So uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, one thing I forgot about the line queue was you actually get to see an avatar inside a test tube, like he's literally floating inside this tube. I really thought that was like a video from the movie when the main character uh, takes over the avatar body. That like that realization that's in it where the body kind of wakes up that's what i thought that video was so they did i know it. and it's amazing how these guys actually nailed it even think about it like how can you make this real is he squirming in the test tube or what <laughs> no he's just floating in there you can see him like twitch like how, how, okay. how it is you know in a movie mm-hmm. and his tail's like you know waving around and it's insane i, I don't know how they do this I mean, in the movie, it's CG, but this is real life. They're actually making a real life size. It's amazing. Since we're on the topic of parks, I think let's switch over to just some stuff that's going on over here in this side of the world. Uh, I know you have some pictures and videos. Can we post that on the show notes? Yeah, I'm going to do that, actually. I'm going to put some stuff. I'm actually going to do a, a blog post. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some stuff on there for people to check out. Perfect. Yeah, I, I highly encourage everybody to check that out. I mean, the videos are amazing. The pictures are amazing. It's They did a great job with this, and it, I think it's going to be worth the wait. Personally, I wouldn't go Memorial Day weekend because it's going to be craziness, but I mean, I would make an... Yeah, I, I'd wait a, a couple months. I mean, around August is when the hurricane comes over here. Oh, okay. But only only the locals will get freaked out I'm not out saying that. that's a perfect time to go, but... I mean, it beats the crowd. No, hold on. The, the locals are the only ones that don't get freaked out by hurricanes. I When I went to go visit you, it was like a, the storm, or the hurricane of the century was about to hit Florida. And I'm like, Anton, are you freaked out about this? And you're like, eh. Uh, it's, eh it's normal. Eh. It's Florida. Uh, you're like, I'm insured. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but so Indiana Jones is one of my favorite rides and it's down for refurbishment. Are they doing anything special to it besides uh, no. just their regular maintenance? I think it's just regular maintenance, but it sucks is it's gonna be it's gonna be closed until like mid to late summer. Oh, okay, that that's normal. Uh, they've I done that before. Yeah, I know, but I'm still sad about that. But the biggest news is that on May 27th, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout is gonna be officially open. Nice, Disney is rolling it. They're and- doing two things in a week. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously, they're really banking on this uh, holiday weekend. Uh, but yeah. there, I mean, every other day there's like more news about the sh- about the the ride. Uh, before, one thing they announced is that there's going to be uh, six different variations of the ride, so you can go, uh, you can go on the ride, and every time you go on it, it's going to be one of the six uh, different variations. So it's kind of like the Star Wars ride, Star Tours. Yeah, is it's but Star Tours is it to have only six or it has a bunch. I've, it has a bunch because it's uh, a little bit of everything. So it, it could be uh, a bunch of different combinations. I heard it was like 50-something combinations. Yeah, something insane. Because I've been on that at least 
four or five times and I still have not seen, I've probably seen the same scene twice and not just one specific scene. Yeah. And real quick, Star Tours at the end of this year is also getting an additional uh, footage and um, ride sequences for the new movie. Yeah. Just a little quick tease. No, they've been doing that. They did that for, uh, not Rogue One. Rogue Um, One. Yeah, well, did they do it for Rogue One? I know they did it for Force Awakens. They added some some scenes with Finn and Rey. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry. So back to uh, Breakout. Uh, so I would be, I've been reading some of the articles about this, and I, I guess the whole premise of the ride is that you're gonna you got a distress call from um, the Guardians. Uh, I think it was Rocket that sent the distress call to rescue to rescue them from the Collector. So uh, you show up, and the cast members who if anybody that's a Disney fan that goes, the cast members are supposed to embrace that theme of the ride and they're, they're, they're actors, essentially. Uh, oh, that's really cool. So you get to actually interact with the ride. Right. So, the, and I, I give them props for giving this level of detail. So the the cast members, they're supposed to be uh, workers of, uh, or um, what, what you call it, followers of the collector, but they're supposed to give like subtle hints that they're trying to help you help the Guardians. Ah, that's really cool. So, so like, it's kind of like how they're playing the role when the previous ride was there. Uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror. Like, they would actually get into their own roles and scare people. But right. But in this case, they're actually, like, yeah. really scared of the collector, but yeah, also like the, they're working for them. Yeah, like they're they're playing two different levels of roles. They're working for the collector, which I mean, we kind of expected that they would be employees of the collector. But that subtle hint of, "Hey, you shouldn't do that," but you know, take that door and help him out, kind of thing. So I thought that was a cool thing. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, they also release the the six songs that they will be uh, using for the ride. Oh, that's nice. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the the song choices from the movies too. And okay, listening to uh, looking at the list, I was like, "Oh my god, they did a great job of picking uh, just that nostalgia songs." Uh, mm-hmm. And this is something you don't know. I actually created a Spotify playlist for the songs. <laughs> so it's a Guardians of the Galaxy breakout soundtrack, right? So I'll add a link to it in the show notes. But um, listeners can also go if they have Spotify, they can just search Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And just look for the playlist created by the two OC. Yeah. Uh, hey, si- and also, um, I don't know if you remember in the first movie, mm-hmm. towards at the end in the credits. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff that was inside of the collector's uh, collection. Oh my god! Do not mention Howard the Duck. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not gonna say anything about that, but. <laughs> There's actually a lot of stuff that, you know, were in his collection that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of stuff that a bunch of Easter eggs, too. I'm sure they'll include that. I mean, some of them are very subtle there. And if, just from the pictures that Disney's been releasing, um, I'll try to get my hands on them and post that also. There's different, like, say, helmets inside the display. There's uh, other pieces of clothing. So I think the true comic book geeks would be able to identify those pieces. But they're not, at least not in the picture, flat out saying who they are. But before we move on, let me just go through the list. So the six songs they'll be using is Jackson 5, I Want You Back, Parliament, Give Up the Funk, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild, 
Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, uh, the Edgar Winter Group, Free Ride, and Elvis Presley, Bernie Love. Wow, it that's just, a very big powerhouse list. And it's it, it's all great hits, and they're all like they're great in their own way. They they didn't try to stick to just one type of genre. That I mean, they go from Jackson Five to Elvis Presley to uh, Pat Benatar, and some some you know born to be wild. <laughs> right off the bat, I think Baby Groot is probably going to be dancing through to Jackson Five. Oh, they have to th- they have to throw that in, even if it's like at the end of the ride or something like that, just kind of like a reference to the end credits. So talking about movies, uh, you did get to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you get to see Guardians of the Galaxy yet? I haven't, and uh, I, I appreciate no spoilers for my sake and for listeners that haven't seen it, but but mostly my sake. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for you to see it so I can talk to you about it. There's quite a bit of stuff that I would like to talk about. And a little bit of Howard the Duck. Damn it. All right, so uh, let's just go over the, the numbers then. So uh, compared to the first Guardians, what did you think? It, uh, how do you think it compared? Uh, I think it won a lot of people's hearts with the first one. Because, I mean, this is the first Marvel movie that not a lot of people knew about. Because mm-hmm. the, in the comics, it's still very fresh. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it wasn't in the 90s, it was more in the 2000s that people got to see the beginning of the Guardians. And with this movie, James Gunn brought a whole new game to the Marvel franchise. It was a, a franchise that nobody, like you kind of mentioned, that nobody really knew about. Um, only real comic book geeks would know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Most people, I think, saw it either, I mean, saw it open weekend because they either knew who they were or... Marvel has built up so much credit with them that they said, screw it, let's go. They haven't, Marvel hasn't let us down, let's give it a shot. And not just that, but they also opened in the beginning of August, which August is notorious for not having the best movies. It's kind of just like the the potential blockbusters, but not really something they want to lead with. They just toss them out there. It's the end of summer, that's why. Yeah, and so for the first one, opening weekend, it made $94 million. This one, you know, kicking off the summer, it made $146 million. Wow. Sounds impressive, but uh, let's do a little, a little game here. Um, so I'm going to list you four movies, and I want you to list them in order of what you think made the most money. Uh, their opening weekend only. Okay. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, the fir- uh, this one, Volume 2. Uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, Captain America, Civil War, or and Doctor Strange. From order of, what are you going to go? L- least to highest or highest to least? I'm going to go with um, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Civil War, Doctor Strange. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Civil War and Iron Man uh, made about 170, like 170 to 180 million opening weekend. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 146. And these came out around the same time of the year. Doctor Strange wasn't a fair one. Uh, I just kind of threw that in there because I know you liked it. <laughs> uh, that one made that one made 85. But then again, that one came out in November. That's not really a blockbuster like, summer movie. Uh, but as, as I'm saying, the, as amazing as it was, it's, compared to other Marvel movies, it didn't do that, that amazingly. 
if I was to, if I was to guess how much it would end up at, it's I would say probably like in the mid three hundreds. Well, I I don't know. I I think there's actually just more fans for Avengers in general. People are more familiar with that still. Uh, Civil War made an insane amount that's opening weekend. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, and, when the word got out that there was Spider Man, oh mm-hmm. my god, everybody just goes over there and yeah. They they go for the east they go for the Easter eggs they go for because they they know when it's Avengers or it's what's something that has a lot of characters in it it's going to be a major uh, overall plot point in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah and you know the Russo brothers are pretty much helming everything that they're doing right now for the Marvel series which is uh, which is a great, a great idea job. yeah that that's what keeps it going and the reason I, I kind of want to explain this to our fans. The reason we're kind of tracking all these numbers is because me, Anton, and a few of our friends, some of the the one of the hosts from the Comic Syndicate, uh, Josiah's, we do we, we call it a summer movie draft, where it's uh, we get a list of all the movies coming out during the summer, and we do kind of like a fantasy football uh, format. We have a draft and auction off each movie for the summer, and then that gives everybody a list of what movie they're going to get, and depending on how your movie does or your list of movies do during the summer. Uh, profit-wise, that's your total, and that determines who wins. In this case, uh, our friend Josias, he put about... Uh, all of six, his points. No, not all of it. Uh, 60, <laughs> 60. Out of the 100 points that, we're, that we have to auction with, he put 60. So the vast majority of his money went towards it. He, this movie has to make uh, mid-400s for it to make sense for him. And I don't think it's going to hit that. Because, I mean, during this time of the year, there's a lot of stuff to watch through the the whole entire month. Well, okay, he might get a boost this weekend. Because there's one of my movies coming out, uh, King Arthur, which has not been getting good reviews. And the movie Snatched, which also hasn't been getting that good reviews, uh, coming out this weekend. So Guardians might have... I actually got to see King Arthur this uh, past week because of a screening. Right. And I'm have to say, I I actually enjoyed the movie. I had low expectations on it. And I'm pretty familiar with the Sherlock Holmes uh, series from Guy Ritchie. Mm -hmm. And I think he actually did a pretty decent job of interpreting his own vision for this series i mean king arthur is a very legendary story right and i realistically had emotions throughout the whole entire movie through through the action scenes and some of the moments were really good other moments it was either too fast pace it was moving way too fast or it just didn't make sense at all Okay, so I mean, look at the the trailers look amazing. Uh, for me to hear that the 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 movie itself is getting bad reviews was kind of a, a letdown. But the trailer looked amazing. It looked epic. It looked like really good action. Uh, the and I did like that they didn't go with the traditional um, King Arthur like knights in shining armor. They went more with the more gritty, realistic kind of like the King Arthur from two thousand four, where mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't really knights. They were more uh, well. They were knights, but not in shining armor. They're just you know, leather leather armor. Uh, they told more of a more historically realistic uh, story of what would have been around the time of King Arthur, with yeah. the, with the Celtics and the the Druids. Chainmail. 
no, not even chainmail. I mean, they did have <laughs> they did have sword and sword and uh, bow and arrows, but uh, it was a different battle. I mean, that one I liked the cinematic world, but the story was weak, and I'm scared that this is what the, this King Arthur is gonna uh, turn out to be. Yeah, and you know when you hear about Excalibur the sword, mm-hmm. you hear that you know it's a very legendary sword, and you you never really get to to hear what he's able to do with it. The way that Guy Ritchie interprets Sherlock Holmes, for example, like, you know, how Sherlock does a lot of that futuristic thinking ahead type of thing. Mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie basically did that same exact thing, but with the Excalibur. Okay, so it was kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen. It, yeah. it, it, not, not foreshadowing. It gave him uh, foresight. Yes. I mean, it, it has a great cast, too. I, I, I have confidence. I mean, Jude Law's in it. And uh, Charlie Hunnam, the guy yeah, from uh, Charlie Hunnam from Jack- Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Jack's from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude that cannot keep his shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you what, Jude Law, great actor. Mm-hmm. I thought he was amazing in the movie, but there was a couple of moments where I felt his character was a little off. Because they made him so bad and so sinful, but there was this other. Uh, it's so hard not trying not to spoil it, but don't do it. It just didn't do not feel do right. it. Okay, his character um, just didn't feel right. Like at the towards the end of the movie, it just didn't make sense to me. I I don't want to go too into it because I'm scared of the result. But okay, so I paid twenty points for this movie, which it is sh- a decent amount. Well, hold on. So, it's kind of a rough uh, estimate of how much it should make. It should make about a hundred twenty, or a hundred thousand, a hundred, hundred million to a hundred twenty million, for it to make sense for me paying that much for it. Do you think it will reach that much in a, in uh, thirty days? See, hopefully it'll reach that point. I'm pretty sure with seventy percent chance that it'll hit a hundred. The only reason why is because the Sherlock Holmes series made more than 100 for both of the movies for opening weekend. And uh, and I, I mean, I liked the Sherlock Holmes movie, but it wasn't great. So that does give me confidence that it should hit at least 100. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, the, the movie A Man From U.N.C.L.E. didn't do too well. Which I like which that Which is one. Guy Ritchie's last movie. I know. It's a, it's a great movie. I, it's it, a very entertaining it has a serious moment. It has, I mean, a lot of comedy in it, but those like subtle, subtle jokes, which I liked. And it was more uh, physical comedy without being too, too dumb. Yeah. I, I think it just came out during the wrong time. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, some... maybe if it was, you know, during like the holidays or something and people are just hating on, uh, on Superman. <laughs> they actually got a really good cast though in that movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. So there's Superman. Uh, Army Hammer. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, t- I still love that name. Yeah, uh, Henry Cavill, uh, Superman, uh, Army Hammer, and Alicia Va- Valkander. Alicia Vikander. Vikander. I can never remember that damn name. Did you know that she's uh, with Michael Fassbender? The guy from Alien. Yep. Mag- Magneto. Yep. Now you know. Huh. I, yeah, because they were in this uh, a movie with each other that came out last year. It was the one where they found this child 
on the beach and they try to take him in take care of him but there was this other lady that said she lost her son and then she found out that you know they have her kid and mm-hmm. she tried to take her kid back and they didn't want to give her I don't want to get into the details but that's pretty much the premise <laughs> of the movie okay uh, I mean I just pulled a picture of her yeah damn she's hot <laughs> oh and she's gonna be uh, Laura Croft Okay, I can see that because the picture I'm seeing right now, she kind of has, uh, she has a gray top, like the lower craft uh, shirt, and mm-hmm. kind of uh, that same hairstyle. So yeah, that, that she, yeah, she could pull it off. I'm down. Yeah, I think so. Hey, so uh, let's get back into Disney parks for uh, a little bit. Okay. Hyperspace Mountain. Is when is that? Uh, the the the. Star Wars theme. When are they getting getting rid of that? Uh, I've heard June. I'm not sure of an exact date, but that's supposed to be the transition period back. How do you like it? I, I haven't been on it yet. I like it. Um, it just it. It's a nice. It's it's a skin. It's it's all really it is. Uh, it's not. So it's kind of like the uh, the Ghost Galaxy. I don't know what that is. Oh, you haven't been there. No. Okay, so Ghost. Ghost Galaxy is another skin, but it only happens during Halloween okay. and throughout Christmas. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's essentially the same ride. It didn't really change anything. They added some Star Warsy sound effects with like the, the the lasers, um, the, with those with the fights and stuff like that. And the screens project like X-wing fighters blowing up and stuff like that, and uh, as well as like Imperial starships. So, it, would you say this is something that they should keep? for a while um as it stands i'm okay with letting it go if they want to keep it i think they should uh kind of revamp it kind of you know just make it look nicer make it more more star wars not just Hmm. just projecting a few 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 screens with star wars stuff yeah i haven't been on it yet but i'm actually coming sometime this month to check it out so yeah, I mean, that way we'll, I can we'll catch go. it before it goes. Yeah, we'll go. We'll check it out. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see your take on it, but it, I I don't really see a difference. Yeah, so I'm I'm fine with letting it go. I'm a Star Wars so, fan, but I'm fine. Talking about Star Wars, Star Wars Land. Have you heard any news on it? Oh yeah. Uh, so they're finally gonna. This, I mean, they're still gonna be. It's still a long way off until it until it opens. But as they're finishing it, they're starting to open uh, sections of the park. So before oh. the, the the steamboat at, at Frontierland, that mm-hmm. one's been docked since the since the, the construction, construction started because they had they had to block off the river. It, it can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so now they're so they're going to start kind of opening up different sections of the of the of where uh, that they shut off. So. There's gonna be uh, more space. They're gonna to try to open that right again. So I mean, that's a good sign. That just shows that they're they're done with the heavy construction, or at least the majority of the heavy construction. And now they're gonna start going more into the attraction part of it. Yeah. So you know, I went to Star Wars Celebration a couple of weeks ago because mm-hmm. uh, it was here in Orlando. So I was able to catch the Star uh, the Star Wars Land panel for the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get a little sneak peek preview of what's to come. And 
all the stuff that they're adding to the park and experiences and stuff like that. So they did announce some things, but I'm going to go into more detail on our next episode. Yeah, um, kind of kind of long here. Yeah, uh, but also you know they're 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 they said that they're on track for the 2019 opening, so that's actually a good thing. And yeah, recently Star Wars just uh, announced that they're. Episode 9 will be coming out in May of 2019. I, that's fairly close to the opening of the Star yeah, Wars Yeah, and, and it's supposed... It, I'm going to say it's supposed to take place after after this trilogy, right? Or is it going to be a little uh, bit of each, each section? I'll, I'll get into detail on the next episode. Okay. All right, a yeah. little teaser. But anyways, uh, over here in Florida, while Disney's opening all of those stuff on uh, the same week in May, Universal is actually opening their first water park that is, you know, operated and run by them before it was wet and wild out here in uh, Orlando. They're actually opening this water park called Volcano Bay. Oh, yeah. And announced it and they just went boom, 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 boom. Park's done. And the cool thing about this uh, park is they're introducing this uh, new fast pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually called. They have a really cool name for it. It's called Tapu Tapu. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why that? So when you when you go into the park, they give you this um, like little watch type thing that you put on. Okay. And it kind of reserves your spot for the ride. So let's say you want to go on this ride, but you know there's a, a long wait. So instead of waiting, you just go there, you tap, and they give you a specific time. So then you can go do whatever. You can go to the lazy river, relax, and you know it'll, it'll remind you. It'll say, "Hey, you know, now's the time for you to come back and uh, uh, um, your your spot's ready." So it's like fast pass, but a, a digital version of it. Yeah. And, you know, another cool thing is you get to go around the park and experience other interactive things, too. Like, there's actually games that you can play with. So is it so is it like what Disney World has with the, uh, its wristbands? Where if uh, yeah, people stay at the like resort? That. It's kind of like that. Um, the only difference is you can't really personalize your... And you can't take it home. You have to return it after you're done with the park. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I, I, I did see, like... When I saw it at Disney World, I was like, that's cool. I want the Stitch one. And then I realized, well, I'm not really going to use it for anything else besides that. So that's kind of a waste of money. All right. I guess we're out of time. So uh, Ooh, you want to close it out? Uh, actually, I just want to go through some Netflix really quick. Okay. Go cover it. Watch Bill Nye Saves the World. I highly recommend it. It's it's directed at audiences our age. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much the people that grew up watching Bill Nye the Science Guy. See, I wanted to catch that, but I haven't got a chance yet. You need to watch I'm it. I'm glad you said it. I'm e- going to check it out. Episode 6 is a little bit hard to watch. Uh, it's And that's mostly... It's about vaccines. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, and I can, then... They, I can, yeah, they had I can a mom on there that uh, she didn't vaccinate her kids. And, and no, nothing bad happened to her kids, but it's still something that parents shouldn't want to go through. Um, so that was just like... That's the only hard part I watched. But, I mean, I love the show... You know me; I'm a big science guy, and I, I, I did. I think he did a great job. He's still the same old Bill. That's uh, good. Yeah, keeping uh, mis- it real. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, another one I, re- I recommend. If you're a fan of the original, they did mm-hmm. a good job capturing the the spirit of it, and 
they kind of uh, updated it a little more uh, modern lingo. Like they're just selling, yelling LOL, random hashtags. And you know me, I'm a sucker for anything with Felicia Day. Uh, yeah, Felicia Day. <laughs> I love her content. I mean, everything that she does is entertaining. Yeah, no, she does. And I mean, she's she's a hardcore geek and she, she understands it. Uh, that one, I, that one you're going to have to space out because it's 14 episodes and that's 14 movies, two hours each. You I mean, you're 28 hours. That's you need to space that one up. But I'd really recommend that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's it. That's those, those ones I want to cover. Oh, yeah. And uh, for all the listeners out there that are actually listening to our first episode, if you really like what we're doing, uh, go ahead and go on our website and go on our notes. Uh, do whatever you can to help help us uh, support the show. Yeah. You can well, buy a couple of stickers. You can stick them anywhere. You can <laughs> uh, buy us a beer by pressing the button that says buy us a beer. And we'll also be throwing in links to different uh, products that we might mention on episodes. And that should take you to the Amazon page. It doesn't cost you anything extra. If you're an Amazon Prime member, go ahead and click on that link. If you want to purchase it, purchase it. And we're going to get a little bit uh, of that of that price with no extra cost to you. It's a great way to support us for something that you're going to do anyways. Yeah, and we'll throw out a uh, Patreon link probably sometime in the future. So if you can support us there too, that'd be great. We're doing this for free. So do whatever you can to help us out. Reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, the two OC, same tag for each one. The two OC. The two OC. The number two okay. OC. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm Alan Flores, and I'm Anton Duan. All right, guys. Have a good day. See ya.